Razorback football has a long history of great tight ends, especially over the past 20 years. But the past couple of years, they haven't been able to count on anybody. Who can they count on this year to step up at the tight end position? We'll break it down. We're just nine days away, so I'm going to tell you about one of my favorite players that ever wore the number nine for Arkansas and one of the funniest stories I've ever seen in college football dealing with a mascot. It's all coming up on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks. Your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions do apply i hope everybody's having a wonderful thursday as we are just nine days away from the Razorback football season which we'll break down here in just a little bit and then really dive into some fun stuff with that uh but I, I one question that i wouldn't say just one question there's been a few questions that i get asked about and it has to do with you know oh well What's your prediction? Who do you think is going to do what? How good is this going to be? Is this going to be improved? You know, all those things. But the one mystery for everybody and a question that gets asked almost like in a passing, shocking way is, hey, hey what, by the way, what, what's, what's with the tight ends? Like, you know, what, what, who's, what happened to Hudson Clark? I thought he was supposed to be like better than Hunter Henry. And, you know, why are we moving a wide receiver like Trey Knox to tight end? What about all those guys we recruited? Why are we having to do that? It's a question I get asked a lot. And honestly, it is a little bit um, interesting, I would say, because the tight end position at Arkansas, for those of you who have been Razorback fans for a long period of time, especially over the past 20 years, think about all the great tight ends that have come through this university. I mean, Mackey Award winners. You can go back all the way to like Jason Peters, you know, or even that before that, you had Jodine Davenport, who was a really good tight end. Uh, you know, Jason Peters was an offensive lineman in the NFL, but was so athletic he played tight end. You know, you think about him, you think about DJ Williams, think about Chris Gregg, you think about Hunter Henry, Jeremy Sprinkle, AJ Derby, you know, and all those great players, and even a Cheyenne O'Grady who was really talented. Like tight end was never a problem at Arkansas. And it was actually one of the most consistent positions you could count on each and every year. But really, since O'Grady left and Sam Pittman arrived, there haven't been really any tight ends that you've been consistently able to rely on, which is just, again, crazy because you had a stretch of so many great tight ends for so long, where in year one, now in, and then in year two, and now going into year three, the tight end position is kind of a question mark where no one's saying that if the tight ends aren't great, then that means the team's not going to be great. I mean, it doesn't have that direct correlation. But it's certainly a position that can be utilized in many different ways, whether it's uh, the blocking side of things or catching it side of things. Like, it could be all over the place. And so for Arkansas, they have quite a few tight ends listed uh, on their roster this year. And in fact, uh, the tight ends that we've at least got to talk to when being in the media has been Hudson Henry, who's a redshirt junior. Also, uh, Trey Knox, who's a senior, who's moved over to that position, that tight end position. And uh, also Nathan Bax, who's a uh, redshirt senior. 
uh, who uh, is uh, Jefferson City, Missouri. So you got older guys. You got at least four. You got three four-year players, essentially, on at the tight end position. And now it, it's become this thing where Hudson Henry was a highly decorated, highly recruited kid out of high school. Get out a universal scholarship to wherever he wanted to go. Like he could have gone to Bama. He could have gone to Oklahoma. He could have gone to Ohio State. Could have gone anywhere he wanted to go. And people were talking about him as being a better player and potentially a, a higher ceiling than what even Hunter Henry, his brother, had. So there was a lot of pressure and expectation with Hudson Henry coming into Arkansas. And for various reasons, you haven't been really able to see that type of play that we've all been expecting. Now, injury has played a part into that, and there's no doubt. But you would think, though, that with the past few years, especially with the tight end position just not being a position of strength, that this would be the prime opportunity for Hudson Henry to really step up and be that guy and be incredible for Arkansas and taking those next steps. That's what you would think. But just over the past two years, that hasn't necessarily happened. You know, last year, Blake Hearn was a, was a good tight end. I mean, he was fine. But, you know, there, there's an opportunity now for Hudson Henry and sitting here as a redshirt junior, good size, 6'5", 257 pounds, guy that has what seems to have good hands, but there's just reasons he hasn't been able to see the field and hasn't found a way to be as consistent as what he needs to be. So it's been quite an interesting thing with him. And so you're really hoping, if you're a Razorback fan, first off, you have two more years of him because I don't think he's going to go out to the NFL this year. But you're really hoping that this is going to be the season to where he takes that next step and kind of takes over that tight end spot. He's as he's had plenty of practice, he's had plenty of you know drills, he's had plenty of coaching. He's he's got all the pieces that he needs, and so this is going to be the prime opportunity for him to finally take that next step to finally show why so many people thought high of him coming out of high school and being a great college football player. And then with the other guy, Trey Knox. I'm actually looking at him to be a bigger role player in this year's team than maybe he has been before. And you think about how crazy his journey has been. You know, he was a highly decorated high school recruit. He was a four-star coming out of it. Comes to Arkansas, and he was actually the number 16 wide receiver in the country. And so he, he was a really highly decorated guy. And if you think about his first season, he started in all 11 games at wide receiver and uh, all 11 games he played in and he got a bunch of touchdown catches. I mean, as much as you could essentially when it comes to that, uh, that offense from Chad Morris, he hauled in 28 catches, 385 yards and scored three touchdowns. That was his, uh, his freshman year. And then in his sophomore year, he played in 10 games, but he really didn't have a whole lot of stats. Like in fact, he had seven catches for 70 yards. So you're talking about a massive drop-off. And then last year, he did play even 12 games, and we saw him move over to that tight end position uh, just for a little bit. But even last year, he caught 20 passes, but it was only for 141 yards, but he did score a touchdown, so just a little bit more. Now, he's moved to tight end, and the thing I love about Trey Knox and why he is a guy that I am absolutely going to be rooting for, and I don't think Razorback fans should as well, is in this day and age with the transfer portal and everything, he could have easily transferred out. He could have easily gone somewhere else. After that first year with Sam Pittman in 2020, when he didn't get near the production that he got the previous year, when Traylon Burks actually got more production than he did in 2020, even though Knox had more than Burks in, 20, in 2019, he could have easily said, man, this ain't for me. I don't want to be here. 
I want to be somewhere where I can be appreciated in play. And he could have moved on and no one would have thought the wiser. Everyone would have just thought that, hey, that's, man, you understand that's part of it. But he didn't. He stayed. He stayed with Arkansas and he's changed positions. And now he's entering into his fourth year with just such a great personality and a guy that just wants to win and loves being a Razorback. Like, that's what I really appreciate about him. You know, and you can just see so many highlights and stuff. Like, I always think back to last year when Arkansas uh, hit the game winning field goal against LSU on the road and you had Cam Little doing the gritty on the, on the middle of LSU's field. Uh, like, one of the first guys over there to be dancing with him was Trey Knox. Like, he, he's just a guy who loves being a great teammate. And I think that him moving to the position of tight end, him bulking up like he has this year, he's at 245 pounds. He looks it. Uh, I think that if his blocking can be there, we know the hands are there. We know he can catch. We know he can run. But, you know, can he utilize his weight and his strength? That's going to be something that I think he's really going to be uh, the key player in this whole role, too. And then, of course, the other guy is Nathan Bax, who uh, was at uh, actually started uh, at, at Illinois State in his career. He redshirted that 2018 season. And then uh, in 2020, he became a redshirt freshman here at Arkansas. And then he became a redshirt sophomore in 2021. Actually, that doesn't add up. They must have something off here because he says he was a redshirt sophomore in 2021. But according to the official roster, it says he's a redshirt senior. So I don't think he just skipped the year unless he's just really smart and really good and something we missed. But either way, uh, I know that he's kind of going to be a guy that's we'll see. You know, he's a he's a player that's probably going to get uh, a little bit of runtime and playing time. That's why he met with the media to talk about the tight end position and the depth of it all. So those are really the three guys that you're probably going to have to count on uh, to be able to step up. And so. Again, it goes back to the whole point that Arkansas has a long history of great tight ends that have come through Arkansas, like so many of them. Mackey Award winners, it's never been a position of weakness. And honestly, I don't think it'll be a position of weakness this year. As long as everyone stays healthy, that's the key. I think the combination of Trey Knox getting more into a tight end's body in the offseason and being able to, to step into that role on top of Hudson Henry, him staying healthy, him having another year of development and maybe having the right mentality to take on this position at the tight end role, which we know Kendall Browse wants to use tight ends. You know, it's not something that he's like, oh, we don't need them. Like, no, they they want to use tight ends. I think that you're going to see a much more improved tight end unit overall. Between those two guys, too, Trey Knox, again, is the one I'm probably a little bit more excited about just because we know as a wide receiver and as a guy with, that can catch, he's, he's great at it. But can he block? Can he can you know can he lead block uh, whether it's that way or can he you know help in protection can you know can he can he help with making sure that if there's a defensive end out there that's just killing Arkansas can he help with that you know can he do those things I I think he will be I think the strength and conditioning coach has done a really good job of putting it all together so I think he will be but you know that's something that Arkansas can't have a weakness in they got to be able to step up they got to be able to um, make that a position of strength. And I think that this year you definitely have the players to do it. It's just a matter of can you find consistency out of them. That, my friends, is going to be the key. I got to tell you about LinkedIn. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small businesses fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network beyond the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so the network can help you find the same, the, some good people 
to hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so continuing on with the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, and as I mentioned, we're just, I uh, always want to point the other way, nine days away, as my whiteboard says, uh, from Razorback football. And I, I thought about doing this for kind of fun, just because, you know, the closer we get, the more... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? It's not testy, but the more uh, antsy, maybe that's the way, an anxious people get just like, okay, enough talk. Let's get the season going. And, you know, nobody's going to care about any of the stuff that we hear or say or any of the players or anything that just want to get the season going. Don't we all? I'm with you. I'm with you completely on that. But I do think it's something that's pretty interesting when it comes to uh, the number nine. And when I woke up this morning, and of course I see that it's just nine days away, that's something where I'm like, you know, when I see number nine and I think Razorback football, I think of Matt Jones, which I think we all do. Somebody texted or tweeted at me one, uh, just a few days ago, maybe it was a couple of weeks ago, at some point when they're like, you know, Arkansas should think about retiring number nine for Matt Jones. And I'm like, I don't know about that. <laughs> I love Matt Jones, but retiring numbers, I'm very selective on. I know people have their own opinions on it, um, but it, it is something to where it's synonymous that number nine is Matt Jones. And I was trying to think of like any other number nines that come to mind in history. Like, I mean, and there's not many. Like there's been other number nines, but there's not really many guys that were really high-end, high-quality players with that number. So it's almost synonymous with Matt Jones. And I'll never forget a few weeks ago, I had the uh, awesome opportunity to interview him at our countdown to kickoff thing with 103.7 The Buzz. And that was like a childhood dream. Like that was my childhood hero was Matt Jones. I mean, he was, he was it, he was everything. And he's still, you know, he's still Matt Jones, man. I mean, it just does almost like I'm in awe. Every time he walks into the room, I'm like, man, that's just, it's Matt Jones. So uh, when I, you know, when I got to talk to him, that was cool. But what sparked me to go back and, and watch some old highlights of him and uh, from War Machine 2013 on YouTube has all so many great highlights of so many games. And there's just a compilation of Matt Jones highlights. And I watch him and I'm like, man, it was incredible how awesome that guy was and how you just don't see a player like him anymore. I mean, if you think about it, you had a six foot six, 235, 240 pound dude that had a vertical of 40 inches that could run a 437 and make it look so effortless like there's not a play and especially at the quarterback position like everybody talks about dual threat quarterbacks now and there is a lot of them and there's a lot of great ones that are great athletes but i don't care what anybody says matt jones was the fastest quarterback that college football has probably ever seen maybe michael i think michael vick's probably number one i should say but matt jones is definitely in the conversation like people talk about vince young vince young didn't run a four three seven you know, people talk about, uh, you know, guys like others, not not speedy guys, but just guys with, you know, Cam Newton, Tim Tebow, Johnny Manziel, RG3, 
like really incredible guys that were incredible athletes, but they didn't have that top end speed like Matt Jones did. And so you just don't see that in college football. And all, and I know we did a, a segment on it just a, a few weeks ago too, talking about my hot take that if Matt Jones played in today's college football, he would win a Heisman because there'd be nobody that could stop him if he had an offense catered to what he was good at, which he didn't at the time. He didn't have Houston nuts. Like Houston nuts offense wasn't catered to a player like Matt Jones. And so if it was, you know, Kendall Bryles, for instance, coaching him, like the, the possibilities would be endless, like absolutely endless for what he could have done. And so it's like, I'm almost appreciative of uh, the legend of Matt Jones. And I, I, and since I keep thinking about that and just, I know a lot of you did as well. I want to share a quick story. Uh, I wish I, I tried to find the audio and I couldn't, but I wanted to share a quick story that uh, during COVID, uh, when no sports were going on, I remember I would have various people on my radio show, and one of them was former Razorback Blake Eddins, uh, former Razorback basketball player. And he's a, he's a great guy. I love Blake Eddins. And he told this story because I was just like, hey, man, do you have a cool Matt Jones story? Because I've always heard about these legends and everything about Matt Jones. And he told one of the coolest and like greatest stories ever. He said that uh, for Nolan Richardson at the U of A, they uh, had a few football players that were wanting to try out for the basketball team and, you know, to play for, for Nolan. And so they held a tryout for these, for a few football players. There was actually three of them. It was Matt Jones. It was Jason Peters, a guy we just recently talked about. And it was uh, Nathan Ball. Three guys had some basketball experience, wanted to try out and see how it would go. Well, Jason Peters was the first one to try uh, drop out because he couldn't do with the conditioning of Nolan Richardson's. But Blake said that he, he was the freakish athlete. Like he could stand under the goal at, 300 pounds and jump up and dunk dunk it like he's just insanely freakishly athletic but the conditioning was too much so he bounced out so essentially it was about matt jones and nathan ball well they start running this uh i think it was the two one one two i think is what blake called it where uh essentially you know you go two down one you know back and forth back and forth passing it up and he says that matt jones he everyone over there was stretching everything matt jones didn't you know wasn't stretching or anything just ties up his shoes, goes out on the court, and they start doing this drill down the court. Well, the, uh, I forgot which player throws it up to Matt, but he throws up an alley-oop for him. And Sergio Teddy Gibson, who is a freak athlete within himself, like insanely athletic, is the one that was guarding Matt. Well, when he goes up for it, he gets the ball, and he just yokes it on Teddy Gibson, like just posterizes the guy. And that was the first play. That was the first thing he did in practice. That was the only thing he did. And as soon as I have everyone's like freaking out, like, oh, my goodness. And Nolan Richardson says, all right, we're done. We're done. I've seen enough. We're done. We're good. And like everyone just knew. And then Nathan Ball was like, whoa, whoa, coach. But what about me? What about me? Do I, do I get a shot at it? And apparently Coach Richardson said, can you do that? What Matt just did? So like, no. And then <laughs> Nolan was like, well, we're done. Like, that's it. And so, like, just things like that just really add to the legend of Matt Jones. And, you know, I just thought about when I see number nine and Razorback football coming up, I'm like, even though I just said a basketball story, essentially, but that's just something I always think about with Matt. And, it, again, I just – people, if you're watching this or listening to this podcast, I know you probably know who Matt Jones is, but I encourage you all to watch some highlights on YouTube and see just how incredible this dude was. Because I almost feel like some people, especially outside the state, don't appreciate what he did. But the dude was legendary in, in, in all phases of the game. Uh, we will talk about in the, a few things, a really funny thing. On the other side of the break, 
uh, dealing in college football. But attention, all cleaning and food service professionals, Brady Industries has been pioneering the way products and solutions that are delivered to you, the cleaning and food service community since 1947. Brady is the new is new to the Arkansas community and as of 2019, but they had, the company has decades of experience serving more than 25,000 customers all over the country. And there's one guy, just one guy that you need to call who can take care of all of your food service and janitorial needs. His name is Aaron Smith. He, good guy, great guy, a diehard Razorback fan, goes to all the football games and everything. He's a good friend of mine. He's an awesome dude. And he's definitely somebody that you need to call from cleaning chemicals to food service and amenity products. Aaron at Brady Industries has what you need. Aaron takes pride in providing exceptional value and service to his customers and offers expertise and innovative solutions to meet even the highest and toughest challenges. So call Aaron and he will get you the best value for your facility and food service budget. Call Aaron Smith at Brady Industries, 501 424 8837 or you can visit supplies.bradyindustries.com to browse all they have to offer but honestly it's just much easier if you just give my guy Aaron a call 501-424-8837 and if you mention him that you heard mentioned to him that you listened and heard about this ad on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast he'll take an additional 15% off you're not going to get a better deal he's a again diehard Razorback fans and Razorback fans you want to do business with Razorback fans Aaron Smith is the guy to call over at Brady Industries. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, and I'm probably going to get in trouble for this, but I just, I can't. This is, this is just one of the funniest things I've seen today. So there's a long story about apparently South Carolina and the Gamecocks. They're having issues with a legal problem of the mascot because it was Sir Big Spur, like the, the, the rooster. You know, that's what their mascot's been. And apparently there's an issue with the naming and, and who owns the rights to it. It's very complicated, but it, it's problematic because there's like this family, these families that are involved, and this family says they don't have any right to do the naming. Like, there is just a lot of mumbo jumbo legality crap that's going on. So, South Carolina is in kind of a predicament where they want to still have obviously the rooster at their games, but if they can't use the name Big Sir Big Spur, they got to figure out something because football season's coming up. And this article comes, this is a real thing from Matt Baker. Uh, it comes from the he's at the Tampa Bay Times. He reports for college all college football. And he puts out this tweet <laughs> where it says South Carolina's legal team is advising against the Gamecocks using the name Sir Big Spur moving forward because of some uh, college football bickering that's been going on. So the state has had has put together some suggestions for the name, and, and they're going to have a vote on it and possibly be able to have the university buy into one of these names being the representation for the mascot's name. And the, na <laughs> the, names, the names are Cluck Norris, <laughs> Marco Pollo, <laughs> and, and the Cock Commander. <laughs> Ha, <laughs> ha,
I, I, I don't know if any of these names will be used. And I don't know why I find this so funny. <laughs> but but <laughs> Cluck Norris might be the stupidest one. But the cock commander. Oh man, if I have to, if South Carolina's got games going on and on ESPN, they go to the broadcast and the camera goes over and shows the rooster. And you have to hear Joe Tessitore or whoever's calling the game. That's the that's the newest uh it's the mascot that's been around for a long time. It's got the newest name that is. Sir Cockamander. <laughs> oh man, I won't I won't be able I won't be able to handle it. I won't be able to handle it. But that name, dude, is hilarious. I don't know why I found that so funny. I hope it wins. Apparently, on the voting, it is overwhelmingly winning. And so if that ends up happening, like any of them would be really funny, but that one would just be too much. Like, I my goodness, like come on. But I guess when you have a mascot like a South Carolina has, you can and take a little few liberties with some of the words and play on words that you want for it. Oh, man. All right. I got to end this before I die laughing. Appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.